Our reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. By a sudden blow, I am taking away from you the delight of your eyes. But do not mourn or weep or shed any tears. Groan in silence. Make no lament for the dead. Bind on your turban. Put your sandals on your feet. Do not cover your beard and do not eat the customary bread. That evening my wife died, and the next morning I did as I had been commanded. Then the people asked me, Will you not tell us what all these things you are doing mean for us? I therefore spoke to the people that morning and saying to them, Thus the word of the Lord came to me, Say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, I will now desecrate my sanctuary, the stronghold of your pride, the delight of your eyes, the desire of your soul. The sons and daughters you left behind shall fall by the sword. Ezekiel shall be a sign for you that all he did shall do when it happens. Thus you shall know that I am the Lord. You shall do as I have done, not covering your beards nor eating your customary bread, the turbans shall remain on your heads, your sandals on your feet. You shall not mourn or weep, but you shall rot away because of your sins and groan to one another. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Deuteronomy chapter 32. You have forgotten God who gave you birth. You have forgotten God who gave you birth. You were unmindful of the rock that begot you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. When the Lord saw this, he was filled with loathing and anger towards his sons and daughters. You have forgotten God who gave you birth. I will hide my face from them, he said, and see what will become of them. What a fickle race they are, sons with no loyalty in them. You have forgotten God. Who gave you birth since they have provoked me with their no god and angered me with their vain idols i will provoke them with a no people with a foolish nation i will anger them you have forgotten god who gave you birth alleluia alleluia blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of god alleluia alleluia the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Teacher, what must I do to gain eternal life? Jesus answered him. Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He asked him, which ones? And Jesus replied, you shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All of these I have observed. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. 
and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this statement, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. The Gospel of the Lord. Difficult readings today. The, these, this Old Testament reading of Ezekiel who loses his wife and God does not even allow him to mourn her as a sign of what's going to happen to the nation of Israel. Now we've talked about the exile into Babylon many times because those, those read, the readings in the last several weeks have revolved around that. But as I had mentioned once, we, a lot of times we think of this exile into Babylon as being a single event that happened. That um, at one time, Nebuchadnezzar came and took and destroyed the city and took everyone captive. But it actually it happened uh, in successive exiles and successive attacks that initially uh, Israel uh, gave up to Babylon and began paying um, tribute each year to keep the Babylon from taking over. And then as they became more and more rebellious, more and more dissatisfied with the fact that they had given up so much, uh, and finally Nebuchadnezzar came and wiped out the city, destroyed everything. Now Ezekiel is one of, one of the first exiles. So he, like I say, in four successive, there were four successive exiles, four successive periods in which Nebuchadnezzar came and Israel would, would surrender and he would always take some exiles. And the first set of exiles included the most intelligent, the intelligentsia, the leaders of the people. He took from Israel their best and brought them to Babylon and used them uh, in, in a lot of ways in Babylon. Ezekiel was one of those first to go. And so was Daniel. Remember, Daniel goes to Babylon and becomes an advisor to the king. But Ezekiel, who was well-known as a prophet, he is also brought into Babylon. So he is in Babylon, but Jerusalem has not yet been destroyed. And so you see that this prophecy is about this time period in which Jerusalem itself will be completely wiped out. And those who are in Babylon, who were in that first group of exiles, they will watch those that they left behind be killed as they rebel against Babylon and are ultimately destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. But what we see here, and we, we get this from this um, from the Psalter, the Canticle today, which came from Deuteronomy chapter 32, what we see here is the, the result of those who forget God. That was the, the, the crux of that canticle from Deuteronomy. What happens to those who forget God? Now, we are created in God's image. We, there is a part of us that longs for God, longs for unity with God, longs to be back in God's presence, longs to know God. Because inside of us, we know that there is something missing. There's something that we need, and what we need is God. And there are those who find God. Now, when we saw, talk about those who forget God, or when God says in the, the canticle in Deuteronomy, 
You know, I'm sick of your no God, so I will now give you a no people. We're not necessarily talking about people who consider themselves to be atheists. And I know this becomes surprising because there are those who do not believe in God because their understanding of who God is is so messed up that their understanding of God is someone that we shouldn't believe in. And a lot of times, even those who do not outwardly believe in God, they have found God by who he is, by who God is. They may not believe in God because, or they say they don't believe in God because the God that when they meet, said the word God, they mean some, you know, some manipulative supreme being that plays with, with humanity as if we were on a chessboard. That's not God. We're not supposed to believe in that God. But I've heard people say, I don't believe in God, but I believe in compassion. I don't believe in God, but I believe in love. I don't believe in God, but I believe in mercy. You see, because the word God to them does not mean the true God, who is love and compassion and mercy. They think that they think of God as some Zeus figure who sits up on Olympus and toys with us. No, we ought to believe in that God. But they can believe in who God is. They still believe in God, even though they don't know it. They tell you they don't, but they do. And on the other side of the coin, there are those who do say they believe in God. They may come to church every Sunday. But what God means to them is really just a supersized version of themselves. They worship themselves more than they worship God. And you can hear them say things like, God can't stand that group of people. God hates those people. Oh, I don't think they believe in God. They don't know who God is. They have taken their own emotions and they ascribe them to God and who they really worship is themselves, not God. But we look at this in this Deuteronomy chapter 32. Who are those who have forgotten God? Those who have abandoned who God truly is. You see, even in Ezekiel's time, he's prophesying the destruction of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was still a very religious people. They had the temple. They did sacrifices. They, they did festivals. But they were only worshiping themselves. They were not worshiping God. See, when you abandon who God is, then you have given your life over to selfishness. You have given your life over to dissension and to isolation, to anger and frustration, and ultimately to violence. That is the end of those who abandon who God is. But when you worship the true God, when you give yourself to God, even if only to who God is, even if you can't realize that you are believing in God, then you give yourself to love and to mercy. You give yourself to family. You give yourself to togetherness, to generosity. You give yourself to fulfillment. Your life becomes full because your life is being filled with God, even if perhaps you don't realize that you are, in fact, worshiping the true God. 
you've just gotten confused as to who God truly is. Now Israel gave themselves to the first pattern. Israel gave themselves to worshiping themselves, perhaps in the name of God, but they just worshiped themselves. They gave themselves to an outward religion, but not to an inner transformation. Inwardly, they lived for selfishness, for power, and for personal gain and recognition. That's why when they wanted to be like everybody else, they gave themselves to idolatry. Do you know young people sometimes, especially teenagers, they want to fit in. And they do things they know that are wrong. They do things that they perhaps don't even want to do, but they so want to fit in. That was Israel. They so wanted to fit in with all the other nations. They gave themselves to idolatry so they could be like everybody else. But it was that abandonment of God to seek the, the recognition of those around them that led them astray. They wanted to have power. And because each one wanted to have power, it led the country into dissension and to civil war that lasted for hundreds of years that weakened them as a nation and made them easy prey to the nations around them. And desiring personal gain, each person sought to make as much money as they could for themselves. And they did this by abusing others, by taking other people's lands. You see, when God brought them into the land of Israel, he allotted each family a plot of land. And he said no one was ever supposed to take their land away from them. We saw this when we did the story of Amos and, and Naboth's vineyard. Naboth would refuse to give up his family inheritance, the plot of land that God had given them when they went into Israel. And so Amos, desiring the king, who was the king, desiring his land, had him killed so he could take his land. And we do, we see this, we see this pattern at work in our nation today, that people choose personal gain over the care and generosity and giving of others. And so often we see in our world, because we do these things in our own country, we see our country giving its way to selfishness, to isolation, and ultimately to violence. But I see both sides in our country. I see those who desire to follow God and who give themselves to generosity, who give themselves to togetherness and to family, and who seek to build up relationships with God and with their fellow man. And I also see those who go the other way, who out of selfishness and greed, give themselves to isolation and to violence. I personally believe that we are at a turning point at a decision point in our own country, in our own culture? Are we going to give of ourselves so that we can receive God? Or are we going to be selfish and pride, prideful? I saw a chart, not recently, not too long ago, I should say, that showed the distinction between the rich and the poor and how those who have are becoming fewer in number but are having a much greater percentage of the country's wealth. And those along the bottom line are becoming larger in number, but are having a much smaller percentage of the nation's wealth. And the author of this article, who is, is not a preacher, in fact, he's a, he's a financial advisor. He's one of the leading financial advisors in our country. And he said, this is very dangerous. When we see this happening inside of a country, we see that country crumbling. 
We need to do something to bring the two together. Not a socialism, but there needs to be a greater generosity on the path, on the part of those who have, for those who have not. Salaries and wages need to be made, made more, more equitable, more fair between all people. Or else, he said, the country is going to crumble. This is a financial advisor, financial analyst, one of the leading in our country. If we forsake God, if we pretend that who God is does not matter to us, even though we may give outward obedience to it, we must, we will see destruction. But if we give ourselves to who God is, to love, to mercy, and to compassion, then we will prosper. We will see that generosity brings prosperity. So let us go to God now in prayer.